in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my co-host and uh, cattle ranch and pal, Chris Stewart. Today's episode, we are reviewing the 2021 Western drama film, uh, The Power of the Dog, written and directed by Jane Campion based on the 1967 novel of the same name by Thomas Savage. So uh, this uh, this film we were uh, very intrigued about seeing, especially because of this cast. Uh, you know, we love a good Western film, and I think it's great when you see these modern Western, uh, modern films made of, you know, the times of old, or the you know, the 1800s and whatnot. So we're pretty excited about this. Uh, this is going to be a non-spoiler review, but Chris, give us a brief synopsis of the Power of the Dog. The Power of the Dog, this is taking place in 1925, Montana. And we have these two brothers, Phil and George Burbank, who are these wealthy ranch owners. And the brother, George, meets a widow and in owner, Rose Gordon, during the cattle drive and falls in love. And it's a story about how they're kind of dealing with the times changing of, you know, Phil... Phil's dealing with kind of almost the loss of his brother now going to be married and also her son uh, who has an interesting kind of personality that for what is considered on the ranch, uh, uh, not one he takes kindly to this film. Yeah. I will say first and foremost, it is gorgeously shot. Yes. This film was filmed in New Zealand for the most part. And which was interesting to think, you know, again, it's, it's, it's set in Montana, but it was filmed mostly in New Zealand, but it just has this great, a lot of it is like natural light. So when it's out in the, on the plains, you know, and they're doing the cattle stuff for like in the woods and stuff, it really does have this great old Western style look to it. And when it's inside the houses, it's not like a really well lit. It is, you know, if they have candles, if there's a little bit of sun coming through the window, they do a great job of really having this beautiful looking film. Uh, so that I will give major props to. I don't think me and Taylor were quite ready for what this story was going to be, only because there's not much story to it. This is really more of a character driven movie that has very little plot uh, overall. Um, so Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah, he's playing Phil and he's meant to come off as like the rough brother that is like, uh, you know, he's kind of one that all the all the cattle ranchers look up to because he's he's tough as nails, misogynistic. You know, yeah, yeah, misogynistic. He uh, he's kind of like yeah, the ringleader. And George is more of the kind-hearted one that you know uh, they don't really. I mean, what I kind of thought it was funny. Obviously, brothers can look different, but like I don't think you could get any different looking than Jesse Plemons and Benedict Cumberbatch. They don't look like brothers at all. I'm like I'm like <laughs> that was that casting wise. Like you know, they're great actors. But I think they would have done better to have like a Christian Bale or someone that maybe looks more like Benedict than Jesse Plemons. Because this the blonde hair with like the mustache compared to Benedict with like the dark, greasy hair. You know, he's always dirty because he's never like cleaning himself. Uh, <laughs> I thought that would have been a little uh, better. But we have Kristen Dunson here, which is great to see, you know. Um, you know, again, we got Spider-Man coming up and we're like, well, you never know. We never know if she's going to pop up. Uh, 
Cody Smith McPhee, who, you know, he's been really coming up as he's been doing a bunch of movies now. And even when we have like Thomason McKenzie, who we just loved in the last line Soho is a small role in this. Um, and there's even some like uh, Francis Conroy's in this Keith Carradine. Uh, it's kind of more bit roles, but um, the, the element here of, you know, I guess in a way is it's one of those stories that's beautiful to tell, although it was a slow film is, you know, that element of sexuality among men and where you can hide it, where it's clearly, you know, in this time and era, most places, especially on a ranch, um, they're not going to be celebrating uh, men who are gay. And you get a lot of that with Benedict. It's kind of an interesting role where it's like, he comes off as the tough as nails guy, but secretly he still has this obsession with this long lost friend who was older than him, who was a cowboy. And now we're seeing kind of like the new generation come in of this young kid who's interested in science and interested in music. And at first feels very aggressive against him and makes fun of him. And yeah, then- he has a list, but he makes fun of him. He's, he's a little more effeminate. Um, you know, man, you know, so he's like, this is not what he thinks is a man's man, you know, but then he kind of takes a liking t- towards him after, you know, a couple things in the film. And it's almost like a new pattern arises where you're seeing the older experienced cowboy kind of, you know, show the ropes literally to, uh, you know, a younger kid. And it's almost like a cycle is repeated, but, um, but, uh, you know, then you got like Kirsten Dunst, she's, she's, it's. To me, it was almost stereotypical to me because I feel like this time era, there's so many movies like Tombstone, for example, where like there's one woman part and she's either into pills or alcohol and that's her vice. You know, I kind of felt that a little stereotypical for me for that role. It didn't really feel like there was much to it. Oh, yeah. And it's a shame because I think Kirsten Dunst, she is, you know, I mean, again, coming from her background, array of films, but in the last several years, she's done a lot of big heavy hitting movies and I think she has a good range. And but... Yeah, it wasn't like to her talents, but I will say about the relationship between her and Jesse Plemons' character, and I, I felt like he was more like the, you know, jerk kind of ignored her, and then Ben and Cumberbatch just doing his thing, and it was just kind of like, I didn't, there wasn't, didn't seem like a payoff, like why she was doing the way she was, it was just like, oh, I'm just drinking because that, that's my role, so I need to do that. I will say one thing that was interesting is, like I said, the cinematography was great, and that was done by Ari Wegner. But an interesting thing here, we have Johnny Greenwood was the composer of the music. Uh, for those of you who are fans, Johnny Greenwood is a lead guitarist and keyboardist for Radiohead, um, who's been doing a couple of uh, film scores now. So, and this wasn't like, you know, any kind of weird rock music. It was a very, that subtle kind of, you know, as you get with Westerns that a lot of those string instruments, the violin and cello kind of interesting thing. But I think for us, we we saw this poster, we saw the idea of, uh, a rancher and I guess we just both would have been better suited if this had been like a cowboy shoot him up you know you could have get dark with you know dark with the relationship still still had a lot of elements that are in this obviously neither of us have read this original book so this this falls in that category where for me it's highlighted as something I'm interested in seeing because of the cast uh, the way it looks and stuff but then it falls into like is it is it like Oscar bait where it's like, it's not really an exciting movie, but it has some good performances in it. But even like for Benedict Cumberbatch to be kind of the, the male lead of this film, I don't feel there was enough in here that to me was like, Oh, that's his best acting role. I think he's great in the role, 
but I don't think there's enough scenes in it that give me the like, oh, he'll be nominated vibe, you know, as opposed to like we just saw uh, Tick, Tick, Boom or Andrew Garfield. I'm like, that is a nominated role because of how much he does in it. I don't think there's enough in here that gave me like the, oh, this is going to get Oscar buzz. I don't know where it stands. You know, it's getting good um, acclaim from critics so far, but I don't know where it stands for us as a film that I would, you know, revisit in the future. No, I agree. I agree. But uh, hey, you can check this out now and uh, see for yourself. This is out on Netflix, Power of the Dog. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, the Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.